Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to Dare First Morning Bible Study. We would like to thank you for joining us this morning. But before we get into word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for being good to us, Lord, and just allowing us to enter into your rest and blessing, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for being our God, Lord, allowing us to be your people, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us this morning. We are going to get right into the word. We're moving forward in our study in the book of Ephesians. And if I could get a volunteer to read verses 15 through 23, please. I will. All right, Layla. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, that what are the riches of, his, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Amen. Well, at this time, we're going to open up the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you might have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. So the the last verse that we, the last two verses that we read really caught my attention about um, how the Lord was stating, the Holy Spirit through Paul was stating that the Lord put all things underneath the feet of Jesus and he gave him to be the head over all things of the church, again, which is his body in the fullness of, you know, Jesus, mm-hmm. his awesomeness that fills all in all. And it was encouragement because it shows exactly how the divine order is supposed to be where we fit in on the line because sometimes we, we get confused and we think that we're supposed to be the head. And if we're not the head, then we're, we must not be good enough. And we must be missing something with the Lord. If we're not holding the reins of power, then we must be less than. And the Lord through the Holy Spirit is going, no, no, no. This is how it's set up. He put all things under the feet of Christ. He put Jesus as the head of the church and we're supposed to be following after him. And he fills all the gaps, if you will, um, the things that are missing say um sometimes i when i was younger i needed courage because i was scared of a lot of things the Mm. lord gave me courage and he (laughs) he filled that that gap and that space and something else that the lord had shown me just now was when we looked at deuteronomy and it said that when we were obedient to keep all the commandments and the statutes of the lord our god to love him and to serve him that we would be the head and not the tail which also adds to our confusion of who fits where and who does what 
So I found it encouraging that the Lord just straightened that out for me so that I remember that, okay, the Lord Jesus is the head and I am part of his body. I am the head when it comes to natural things. Like I'm not subservient to the adversary. I am the the triumphant champion, if you will. And that's how I proceed. But when it comes to the body of Jesus, this is where I fit in and this is how it goes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. No, you are not subservient to the adversary. Mm-hmm. Unless you make a choice to serve him, which would mean disobedience towards our Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. And that you're actually no longer in the body of Christ. Exactly. You're not in the body of Christ, period. Yes, So, So we have to understand that, right? Because this is a continuation building on what we were just talking about in the previous episode. Mm -hmm. But there is this other thing to note. While um, the adversary, uh, if you choose to serve him to become subservient to him then of course you are following under that banner but a lot of believers are subservient because of ignorance and by that i mean not willingly participating in demonic or um, ungodly worldly things like that but not realizing what belongs to them as the body of christ not realizing like for example health and healing is yours jesus isn't sick so why are you right Yes. Not realizing that Satan has been placed if under Christ's feet and we are his body, that means subsequently under your feet as well. But you just have to understand and enforce what the head has already done through the rest of your body, right? The head, if yes. you think about us anatomically, would say, lift your foot up and stand on that box. The head sends a signal, says, lift your foot, stand on the box, right? And then the yes. foot, after the signal has already left the head, the brain, it travels down to that foot. And passes by the hip and the knee joint that are also a part of that and the ankle. And that then subsequently takes its proper position and reaches out to step on the box, right? And then lifts the rest of the body up to stand on it. So even with what Christ has already done, yes, officially it took place over 2,000 years ago that he put Satan under his feet. Um, The Apostle Paul says that we don't see it yet just because the signal has been sent and it's working its way through the body. But now we have to lift our foot up and actually do what the signal has already been left from the head it's sent has been sent for us to do so you could be subject or under oppression from the adversary because you don't know who you are you don't know what belongs to you even though you said i do to christ so if that's the case that's to me that's just as um sinister in a different way than being captive to the adversary willingly to be the royal heir <laughs> and, and a joint heir it. with Jesus Christ and not know it and live like you are a pauper is is an, an, another kind of ungodly evil. So, you know, spending this time in the word is absolutely important. Now, so, you won't go to hell, you know, if you decide to be sick or you never know what God says, like the person who chooses to serve Christ will go, I mean, to serve the devil will go to hell. But still, why be robbed in this lifetime of what belongs a, to us? There is still a, a disobedience factor to be aware of, right? There, Search the scriptures. You can wittingly be, wittingly and willfully be disobedient, but we can also be unwittingly disobedient. Right, and that's the... Out of ignorance, if mm-hmm, you will, mm-hmm. right? So understanding that, either way, is still disobedience, mm-hmm. which still needs to be reined in, right? And and how does that get reined in? We have to be make that willful decision, for Christ I live. And wait, wait. If he's my God and we're his people, th- and as a our father, I should be doing whatever he says to do. 
say, or say, as we say in this ministry, say whatever he says to say, do whatever he says to do, when and how he says to say and or do it. Right? That's obedience. Yes. Amen. That's what it looks like to the Lord. But guess what? If we think back even in our natural lives today on this earth, isn't that what it looks like to our parents? Yes. So why would it look any different to the Lord? How much more so should it be that that's how we carry and conduct ourselves to the Lord? Um, a it, lot more. Infinitely and eternally more, yes? yes? Yes. Okay. Again, that's a but that's a choice. So we have to choose that for the Lord. Promise you had something to share. Yes, Dad, and Layla, as you're talking about us mistaking that we were supposed to be the head, while we were exalted, um, the Lord reminded me of Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, sorry, 28 through 30. Mm-hmm. Let me okay. I love the way you articulated that, um, mm-hmm. the difference between the headship that Christ has and the Lord exalting us in the earth so that people can see that we're blessed by God and called by his name. I, I love the way you stated that promise. But go ahead, Matthew 28, what? Um, through 30, it says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and I'll give you rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And, Mommy, as you're saying it, wasn't... It wasn't us taking every bad thing inside the earth and saying, well, that's mine. And then um, taking it as our own. And Layla, as you also said, um, we shouldn't be trying to think that we're the standard for everything. But we should, we should allow the Lord for, to be the standard for us. And you can see here how his yoke was light. And it's not for us thinking that we have to do something that seems right. And as a result, basing that as our every action Instead of um, instead of what the Lord has for us, uh, were you reading Matthew eleven, uh, chap uh, oh, chapter oh, eleven? Did I say eight? I'm sorry. I thought you said twenty eight. So we're a woo. Oh. Matthew. That was Matthew eleven verse thirty. Um, maybe twenty eight through thirty. Uh, yes, Matthew Matthew eleven twenty eight through thirty. Okay, amen, amen. We're on track. Keep going. Okay, and instead of us being concerned about what seems right, we should be able to look at what's right by God. Amen to that. And the Lord remind me of what you can see throughout the Old Testament, how a lot of the prophets, how it seemed like what to the people, it seemed like they're doing wrong. Or as we recently saw inside of Acts, when Paul appeared to Augustus, how it seemed wrong at that moment, but it was right by God. And as Amen. a result, he was able to become a standard for everybody else. Amen. But also with us being the standard, it's not for the people going, well, just because he said it, that means it's right. It's also for the people searching out for themselves. Because you can see inside of Acts where it talks about the people of Berea. Um, I'm not sure if I was pronouncing it correctly. Bereans. The Bereans, yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Go, go ahead. And how it said that they searched out everything as a result. Um, they understood the scriptures and at, the word had a deeper place inside of their hearts. That's how it should become with us. And if we allow, if we actually search the word out for ourselves, then we can't also 
get to that place of rest with the Lord. You can get to that place with the Lord, right? But what else happens as a result of not just taking someone's word for it, but searching out the scriptures? You get understanding for yourself and you can for yourself and you can actually stand on it. It's not just well, so and so said something about it. So okay. mm-hmm. it's not here. So it is yours. It gets down on written on the tablet of your heart, and then no one can take that from you. Amen. And then as you search the scriptures, if you search the scriptures with the mindset of I'm going to prove myself right, you're going to fail. It's going to be a failed expedition (laughs) and you won't gain any truth or life out of it. But if you search the scriptures with the mindset and the heart towards God, Lord, teach me, show me your truth. I believe Mm -hmm. you and I will let you be the first middle and final authority in my life. And I will make your word my foundation. Your thought process will, will become my thought process. Your ways will become now my ways. And I will think and act like you do instead of trying to convert it and make you act like me, God. If you have that attitude, your time in the word of God will be so fruitful. <laughs> Amen. Your understanding will grow and abound and you will mature in the things of God. But again, if you go there with the mindset to prove you, prove you right, you're going to come away empty-handed, actually less than empty-handed, because deception is upon you. <laughs> and, and that person will twist the scriptures to, to do or say whatever they wanted to. Charles. Yes. What the Lord was sharing with me and showing me in this, um, he originally brought me to verse 18, where it talks about the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Mm -hmm. Um, And the Lord was just reminding me of, well, we think we can understand what the Lord has for us. We think we can perceive and say, okay, Lord, based off what you're saying in this situation, this is what you have for me. And this is what you're trying to tell me to do. And we try to go our own path and saying, okay, Lord, just tell me the end destination. I'll choose the route we get there. But the Lord just showing me and describing to me was that we have to have understanding so we can understand why the Lord is taking us in the path he's taking us. Um, Because I know in my own life with you and mommy, dad, I would say, mommy, there's a quicker way we can just cut through that neighborhood or cut through that parking lot. And you have to tell me, okay, you're not allowed to cut through parking lots to avoid traffic. You're not allowed to do stuff like that. It's actually a crime. There are consequences. Yes, it is illegal. Uh And how that's the same is true with us and the Lord. We think we see an easier route or we think we have to remind the Lord of the route he's failed to contemplate and saying, Lord, <laughs> Lord, if you look at this map, it has some different routes, some backtracks. So we in and we can go like that. Mm-hmm. But that's not what the Lord wants us to do. He has a manner and he has a reason for us going in the way that we are going. In the path that he chose and sent us mm. on. Mm-hmm. Amen yes. to that. I love that. that I love good. that. And our lack of understanding and our human limitations, folly, is always close at hand. Uh, Proverbs says that folly is closely tied to the heart of a child. But if we if we think back to um, the previous episode where we talked about the will of the Lord, which is for him to be our father and our God, and we to be his what? People children. And his son, so the mm. children does not know more than do not know more than the father. The child does not know more than the father, but they should hush up, sit in that baby seat in the back seat, 
<laughs> be glad to be in the vehicle and let Father drive. Let, no, but, let Father. But didn't Jesus say the same thing? A student is not greater than his master, Amen. his teacher. Amen. In the same way, right? Isn't our Heavenly Father the one teaching us? Yes. So yes. how can we ever be greater than him? It is an impossibility. I mean, in, with natural natural people, you have an opportunity to capture some of the progress forward because you're natural. But he's omnipotent. He's he's all knowing. He's mm-hmm. all, all all present. There's no way that we capture God and surpass him. There's there's no way we could ever equal his knowledge or understanding or ability and go beyond him. Mm-hmm. There's there's no way. And, and the people that think they can, they actually become God haters. They think they're smarter than God, and they find no need for him, and then they start saying there is no God. They are God. So you see how that works. There, there's just no no wisdom or counsel or understanding against the Lord. Yes. So in, also in what you were saying, sir, it, it begins, verse 15, with uh, this important word, right? Therefore. So I heard someone once say, you have to find out what the therefores are there for, Right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, in other words, what precedes it? What is, what comes before it? What came before it? And in what you read, it was this prayer. And what was he praying? Um, that the Lord will give these people their the spirit of wisdom, which is the Holy Spirit, and revelation and the knowledge of Him, being Jesus. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what okay. is the exceeding greatness of his power. So, what preceded the therefore that he is now praying for them to get this wisdom, knowledge, revelation, and understanding? Him declaring a mystery of the will of the God. The mystery of the will of God. Mm-hmm. That God is our God, and we are his people. And in the structure the Lord created, he's our father, and we are his children. And, and that he's moving from eternity through time back mm-hmm. to eternity, which is what Paul is absolutely talking here. Like, if you can understand this. If you can get this, amazing, incredible, miraculous things will happen in your life. Mm-hmm. You will be able to move forward, not just in your knowledge of the Lord, but in your relationship with him, growing, maturing in depth, personal, deep, and intimate relationship with him. Mm -hmm. That you will actually become conformed to the image of Christ. Does everybody understand that? And do it with joy and without struggle. I think that's the biggest thing, you know, taming that war that happens between the carnal mind and the flesh and the spirit of God within you and your awakened spirit to Christ. There's always, the the flesh is always at enmity with the spirit and the spirit is at war with the flesh because the spirit wants to take us to what God wants and the flesh wants to take us to what the flesh wants, Mm -hmm. which is inadvertently and always connected to the adversary. Right. But then he keeps talking about this other word that just keeps popping up, at least in this translation, inheritance. And that is the destiny track that the Lord has set for your life. He has already, as we read about in the the first section of Scripture, right? He has predestined things for you. A, your sonship, right? To be a child of the Lord Most High. These things were already predestined for you to receive, to have, to walk in. But you have to receive them. Mm 
You have to accept them. And you have to move forward in them. Only when you do those things will you be able to move forward. Hmm. The destiny track is, the destiny is not guaranteed. That has to be a, you have to make a, a willful, witting choice that God's my God and I'm his servant, or he's my father and I'm his child. And as such, I'm going to do, I'm going to be obedient, which demonstrates our love for our heavenly father and our faith in him, that he's already given us every good thing, every spiritual blessing. He's already provided for us naturally. It's all taken care of by him in Christ. Does everybody get that? Yes. Yes. Because it is vital to moving forward. I mean, it's so vital to Paul here that he literally prays that they get this. Before he even continues the rest of the letter, here's this huge revelation. And then he's saying, hey, I pray you get this. Not unlike Elisha with his servant Gehazi, right? Open his eyes, Lord. Open his eyes that he could see. That there are more with us than there are with them. Amen. It's, this is, if you will, I would say on par with that. Mm-hmm. Maybe even, I'll say even greater. Yeah, definitely. He was, he was saying, Elisha was saying in the moment, give him spiritual understanding. Exactly. Because his natural is insignificant and too small to handle this. Give him spiritual understanding so that he would not be afraid. Um, but the... Paul is also asking for us to have spiritual understanding. Exactly. So in like form or fashion. So we could see beyond the natural. So we can see beyond just these words that are, if you will, staring back at us. Mm-hmm. The natural meaning of the words on the page. Exactly. And get to fully understand the mystery of the will of the Lord, mm-hmm. which he's just declared and made known to us. Mm-hmm. The spiritual depth and the weight Amen. of what he's declared to us. Amen. And I pray that same thing for each of you, mm-hmm. because it is important. But let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you for the inheritance that you have for us, Lord, and that you have given it into our hands, Lord, so we can go forward and walk in it, Lord, and that you have blessed us only with the best, Lord, and that you only give us good gifts. Lord, we also just thank you that you have given us the strength, Lord, and the gifts that are needed to complete what you have for us in this earth, Lord, and that you're with us, strengthening us every step, Lord, of the way, and that you always are with us wherever we are, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, 
Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.